Welcome to meet the author at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderators, editorial director of Heroes and Heartbreakers, Heather Waters, and community manager, Jennifer Prophet. Sylvia Day is the number one New York Times and number one international best-selling author of over 20 award-winning novels sold in more than 40 countries. Please join me in welcoming Sylvia Day. Sylvia, thank you so much for being here today. Congratulations on the release of One With You today. I know I speak for millions of readers when I say I can't wait to get home and finish my copy of the final Crossfire book, but how are you feeling today? It's nice to be able to, to think that over the next few days I'll be able to have conversations with people about you know, questions they may have or you know, explanations that I could give or just saying, you know what, we're both sad that it's over. Yes, very sad. It is a bittersweet feeling, and you published Bear 2 back in April 2012. Can you tell us a bit about what inspired Ava and Gideon's story, and what it was like to see so many readers immediately connect with them? Well, those are, those are two questions, right? Uh, what inspired it was a book of mine called Seven Years to Sin, which is a historical romance novel. And in that, um, Jessica and Alistair were both, um, they both had trauma in their past that they could appreciate. Um, it was shared between them, they felt it was a point of reference, and it drove their relationship forward. You know, they, they felt like, I found somebody who can understand what I've been through, understand me, and this is obviously my soulmate because we have this connection. In the process of researching the ramifications of the trauma that these two had, I realized that this is actually not the way the relationship would work. For most people, it makes it extremely difficult to trust somebody else, to open up to somebody else, and also their, the defense mechanisms that they built over time make it very hard for them to relate to another person in a way that's healthy. And I thought, that's the story. I mean, that, that's the relationship that I want to talk about. I want to talk about how hard it is, not that there's this moment of affinity. And that was why I started writing Bear to You, and I wanted to do justice to the story of survivors so that somebody who picked it up and was familiar with that situation would say, this is me, this is my story, and this is, I can relate to this. Wow, and then to know that they responded the way that they did and it means so much to people. Is, it still blows my mind, it really does, that, that people are, are so deeply connected to it. There's no pressure there, of course, right? <laughs> when, when people are that heavily invested in a couple, but um, I, I'm glad because they meant a lot to me and, it, and it's nice to know I wasn't alone in caring so much about these characters. Wow. Um, what do you think it is about Gideon Cross specifically that makes him so unforgettable with readers? He makes so many mistakes where you look at it and go, come on, what are you? You know, are you 12? And, and to a certain extent, he is. You know, there, there's a point in time where he stopped developing and Ava comes along and kind of makes him want to make those changes in himself to evolve, to mature, uh, and to correct these deficits that he has in his life and his, uh, his emotional growth. And he does that because he loves her. And I think that's why readers have connected to him so well is because they see him struggling 
to be a better person than he is when we first meet him. And then when he accomplishes that, then of course we're proud of him. And, uh, and we find that, I mean, I think that's probably one of the most romantic things that you could do is to fundamentally improve yourself to be worthy of the person that you've fallen in love with. What do you think his tipping point was, like the exact moment between him really becoming a hero for readers and maybe an anti-hero or even a villain had he gone down a different path? I think that the turning point for him and for readers with him was when Ava revealed her own personal trauma and his reaction to that. And that is what really drove him to open up. Of course, we don't realize why that was a turning point for him until we get to his side of the story. And then we understand why he was so accepting of this, um, so protective, uh, and why he would say, this girl is worth it for me to, to make that effort. So there's a, there's a bit of that sense of there's an affinity there because this person has experienced what I have. But, you know, there's, there's also that desire to say, she's, she's gone so far. She's so much further ahead than I am. Could I get there if I tried? And I think she was, uh, you know, that, that kind of example of what he could have if he was willing to make those changes. Yeah, that kind of perfectly flows into our next question. Um, both Gideon and Ava suffered sexual abuse in their childhoods. How important was it to you to tell the, this side of their story alongside that romance? And you kind of touched on that a little bit, but. We, we wanna be immersed in somebody's faults, you know, what, what their, their growth, the things that they're striving for. And one of the things that four out, you know, one out of every four women in the United States and one out of every six men are trying to survive is childhood sexual abuse. It's so common. And why would a survivor not be able to go and pick up a romance novel that was their story? Like, you should be able, anyone, whatever your background is, you should be able to find a love story that is your story, right? And so, you know, I've, I've covered topics like infertility and, um, and other really, you know, I, I try not to, to go into how dark some of my books can be, but I try to touch on subjects that we don't talk about a whole lot because somebody is experienced with that and they will fall in love and find somebody to be with. And then, you know, give them that book. That's beautiful. Like you said, it's, a, it's just a very human story and to see them actually working together through their issues to me is, is one of my favorite parts of the series. Well, everybody at some point in time will have a relationship that's unhealthy. <laughs> so you have this couple that has this unhealthy relationship and yet their goal is not to perpetuate that unhealthiness in their relationship. They recognize that it's crazy and it, it's not something that's sustainable. So they say, how do we make it healthy? How do we work toward, you know, addressing these issues and solving our problems in ways that are a little less crazy? And with every book, they try to be a little less crazy yes. about being in love. Yes. And at the end, are they still crazy, <laughs> madly in love? Absolutely. But it's a healthy way to be yes. that madly in love. Yes, absolutely. Um, so how do you feel that Ava and Gideon's relationship changed after their marriage? And did writing them feel any different for you? Relationships do get harder when you're committed in, in a marriage. And for Ava and Gideon, it actually was a whole new problem for them because they were using marriage as a band-aid. It's like our relationship is unhealthy. There are things we need to fix. So we'll get married and then everything We've will committed, be wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
And as soon as they got married, things got worse. And so it was like, wow, okay, obviously, if, if we're going to stay together, which we have now committed to do, we have to seriously work on these issues. So it, it forced them, it kind of pushed them into a corner, and then they had a choice of either walking away or making it work, so they did. And that couple was very different from the one who before was kind of you know on this path to when we do get married, then all of our problems are solved. Lionsgate has optioned the books for a potential TV series. Is there any news you can share? There, if there's any question whatsoever about whether we were going to be able to, to do what we wanted to do with the series, and we didn't even take the risk. So it's more, um, you know, the, this very careful, methodical process, but it's a process that continues every single day. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that eventually we will find the right person, and, and then, you know, what you will see on the screen is exactly what you hope that you will see. Can you see yourself revisiting the Crossfire series, maybe a spinoff? series for a character like Gideon's sister, Ireland? You know, readers who've read everything of mine will read a contemporary and recognize the last name and go, wait a minute, is that the great-grandchild of, and then they'll name one of my historical novels. I say, smart, you, wow. you know, you picked up on that because, that yes, you know that they're, they're all living in, in the same place. And even my paranormals, which you would read Crossfire and think, you know, there's no paranormal elements to it. But a business will be named that, you know, also exists in, in one of my paranormal novels. So we never really say goodbye to any of the characters because they're all there. So, um, you know, as I move forward with other contemporary stories, and Gideon has already appeared in some of my other series, you know, in cameos, and some of the Crossfire characters have appeared in other books that I've written, because, you know, they're all there. So, absolutely, we'll see them again, especially considering how much of Manhattan Gideon owns. I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore him. Um, and, you know, there are other characters in the world that, that I would love to touch on their stories. And I wouldn't say that it's really, you know, would be a spin-off. Um, but, I mean, certainly there are, there are other storylines in there that, that I would love to flesh out at some point. Um, there's a tease in the back of One With You for So Close. Can you give us a hint of what to expect with the Blacklist series? Moving into the Blacklist series with a couple who have been together for many years. So we initially meet Kane and Lily when they're in college. And they are very young and idealistic and they're going to conquer the world and all of their dreams are going to come true and all of their ambitions are going to be realized and, you know, they are invincible in so many ways as, as you are at that point in time. And their relationship, it doesn't work. As beautiful as it is, it doesn't work. So we get to see them again um, years later and they are older, wiser more jaded, they realized some of those dreams that they had didn't come true, including the dream of, of staying together forever. It's fun to watch these, these two people, um, you know, realize that, you know, maybe some of the blame that I passed on to the other person is mostly mine. And now I believe we have some time for questions from the audience. Why are most of your novels set in New York? I'm trying to convince the world that New York is absolutely as fantastic as maybe you've seen in, you know, some movies like You've Got Mail, which are a little old now. 
Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I I love that uh, you know to to try to have the opportunity to change people's mind. And when somebody you know sends me an email or you know posts on social media and says you know I flew from wherever country they're from to New York just because I wanted to see Bryant Park or I wanted to go to that restaurant you mentioned or wherever, and they leave with that love affair for New York, I'm like, all right, one down. I'm very curious about your character of Ava because. She is unlike any other uh, female lead in any other book. Um, she's a really broken person, but an incredibly strong person. What were your influences for somebody like Ava? The traits that she has, which, you know, her independence, you know, she's got a very strong independent streak. She's very protective. Um, Gideon often points out the fact that she's like the, the mother of lost sheep. Anybody who is wounded or, or has any, I mean, she can't help but herd them along and, and help people. So she's got these great traits that, that we can, uh, you know, relate to. But then she wouldn't be a real person if she also didn't have the, you know, her other quirks. She's, she's got that temper of hers. Um, she's very quick to say, I'm out, you know, and there's times where you're like, you have to stay and fight, you know, you have to, you have to work it out. You can't just be like, you know, I'm done, you know, and walk out, but she's, uh, she has to learn not to do that. Those, uh, those flaws, of course, are things that we, we can recognize at least shades of ourselves in that or somebody we know um, in, in that. And it, the struggle for her to overcome those sort of, you know, negative personality traits is something that we can admire and relate to. You've been a huge inspiration for me with my own writing, so I was just wondering you. what your creative process is. How, like, when you get an idea for another book, how do you start? Ah, well, I usually, the idea for a book will usually start with a scene, and I don't know where that scene will go in the finished book, or even if it will make it into the finished book. I actually have starter scenes that started whole series and they never ended up in the actual finished novel. So it, it will come into my head completely like a movie. Like there's, there's sound, there, I can see everything. Um, oftentimes it's a point in conflict, you know, and then I sit there and go, what is the story behind these characters? Where is this going? Um, it, you know, at the end of One With You, there's, there's a scene from So Close and when you look at it, there, it doesn't say chapter one, it, because I don't know where it goes in, in the finished book. But that was the scene that came to me first, and it usually sparks questions. You know, why are these people arguing? Or how did these people fall in love? Or, you know, why is this person sick? I mean, there's all these things. And then from there, the story starts to grow. Um, that is unique to me, but... Uh, you know, every writer has a, has a different process. I mean, I tell people all the time, you, you'll go to writing workshops and people will say, well, you need to do it like this or you need to do it like that. And it's absolutely not true. There's only one way to write a book and it's your way, whatever your way happens to be. And it may be completely different from mine. You know, I mean, the number one thing, you, you can sit there and overthink something to death and never get anything written. I mean, sit down and write, and then from there it'll start falling together, whether you write linear, you know, beginning to end, or if you're all over the place, and you know, whatever. Why five books, and not four? Because June, July, August, September, that's, that would like equal four books. Um, they wanted to know why five. Why five? Um, I figured that it would be five novels. When I got to the middle point of Entwined With You, which is the third book in the series, because Ava's story was done at that point. So I said, okay, I thought it was gonna take one book for her, it took two and a half. 
So I thought Gideon's book was going to be one, so his is probably going to be two and a half. And that's pretty much the way it worked out. You know, it, we, got to, we got to five books, and it was like, okay, good. You know, we're, we're at the end. So it was partly winging it and partly having some sort of, you know, sense that, you know, if Ava's story is this long, then, you know, Gideon's mirroring side will be of similar length. I'm, okay, I'm trying to say that everyone usually wonders, okay, when they're going through something in a relationship, they're holding on and holding on, but whether it's healthier to stay or walk away. Well, it depends on the, on the particular relationship. You know, I mean, some relationships, you know, you have to work it out. Um, and other ones, you need to get the hell out. And, you know, and if you can't make that decision for yourself and the partner is not making that decision for you, then, you know, having trusted friends and family tell you, you know, then, I mean, that's, of course, you don't always listen to that. But, I mean, it, that's, you know, really, if you can't come to that decision on your own and you have the question of whether you need to stay or go, then, I mean, you need to find somebody that you can trust who is aware of the situation and will be able to tell you, you know, either this is something that you should be working through or you can work through, and the ones where they'll tell you that, you, you know, that it's it's not worth what you're going through to to put up with what you're what you're dealing with. I love the intimacy between Gideon and Ava, and I wanted to ask you if you had a favorite visceral moment through the whole series. A favorite love scene from the series. I mean, it, I mean that that's really the question, right? Is there a favorite love scene from from the series? Well, every book has a favorite one, right? Um, you know, like, at Bared to You, I loved the library. The limo wasn't bad either, but, you know, I really liked the library. Uh, you know, um, when we got to Captivated, I loved the elevator. Um, you know, that, that was surprising for those, you know, when, once you get to, to one with you. Um, the first one in that book was, you know, was probably my favorite in that one. Um, there's, there's a favorite one in each one because there's a huge emotional turning point that happens in those scenes that, that pushes the relationship forward. But, um, you know, he's good all the time. So uh, there's never a disappointing moment with Gideon. Um, I, I enjoyed writing all of them and uh, I enjoyed seeing who he became at the end of each one of them because he was, he was fundamentally changed, you know, every single time and became a better person. Thank you, Sylvia, so much for joining us. And thank all of you. If you haven't already picked up your copy of One With You, you can get that at iBooks. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. much.